Okay, so I walk in. I walk into my second date ever. And I sit down and they say to me, Oh, I have something to eat. Maybe, maybe it was around two weeks for that time, I don't remember. So, of course, same thing, like, you know, I, I didn't know all the rules yet. And I took an apricot and I made a bracha and I ate it. And then the second I took it, put it in my mouth, they asked me, Oh, so, so uh, how's it going? How did you drive here? And of course, um, what was I supposed to answer? Nothing. I was chewing. It was from the most awkward silences that you could possibly imagine, right? As for the next 10, 15 seconds as I carefully chewed the apricot, we just sat there staring at each other. Ah, it was amazing. Such awkward silence. It, it fully explained the concept of awkward silence to me that you talk about on dates, you know? You know what? Nothing was really as awkward after that awkward silence, so I guess that was a bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But anyway, before we get to Shadduchim, I just wanted to, before that, I was just noticing how everyone's an expert. Everyone is an expert on everything. I was sitting by breakfast one day, and someone was talking about stocks, taxes, and whatever, and he spoke to one guy, and he told him his, what he knows is, the, is, the, is, the, is how it works. He spoke to another guy who also knows how it works, and then, as we were talking about what the two guys who told him who knows how it works were talking about, a third guy comes by, and he goes, I can't bear to see two guys talking about things, you know, I, I can help them, man. they don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to help you. So he comes and sits down, starts darshing to us about, about how, answering all the questions, and then, and then he realized he had to look up something on, 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 you know, his phone, whatever, Google, and turns out he was totally wrong. He's like, oh yeah, that's what I was saying, it's like this and this, it was totally, he didn't know what he was talking about, but he's an expert, and he, so it happens in Shalichim also. People are experts. So you talk to your friends, and they're experts. They mamish know this is what you're supposed to do, right? And then you talk to another friend, another friend, and finally you go to your rebbe, and he's like, "No, you shouldn't do that. Why would you do that? Who told you that?" And like, "Oh, this guy and that guy. Like, it's not kedai." And you listen to your rebbe, hopefully, and you realize that you're much better off. So that's 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 what we get in. That's the shadacham thing, right? Listen to the experts, or to the people who who actually know. They know about everything. They'll tell you about why the stock market went up and down. The day after, of course, you know now. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So, so they tell you what to do during awkward silence. Right? You get into the car and say, "Let's practice awkward silence." I don't have to practice. I know already. But what does that have to do with anything? We're going to talk a little bit about shidduch stories. This is what I want to talk about. But first, we have to start off with a little shemaisa. Now, I don't think I said this maisa before, but it's it's like it's a good one. It's a good little shemaisa. At least it means the ending is not going to be anything exciting. Chavetz Chaim was going on the road somewhere in a wagon and the wagon driver was talking to one of the other drivers in the wagon and Chavetz Chaim said, you know, I say that don't talk like that and they said, yeah, we don't care he said, I'm going to get out of the wagon and they kept talking and he said, I'm getting out of the wagon stop to- or, or stop talking and they said, we're not stopping to talk so Chavetz Chaim got out of the wagon and he walked and that's it, that's the whole story what's the point? that's the point even for Shadduchim that's the real point, right? Now, awkward silence actually doesn't really, no less than while you're awkwardly sitting silently, right? But it happens to be that they say when the Chafetz Chaim would talk to people, he would, he would just be the one who's doing the conversation. He would never let a moment of silence come in. Because he knew that in awkward silence, you could have Lashon Hara coming up to fill in the gaps, right? People, sometimes, people, sometimes people just talk to fill in the gaps of the silence. Willing to live with the silence, and you won't have to worry about Lashon Hara. Or he knew that not everyone can live with the silence, 
and he would fill in the gaps to make sure there's no Lashon Hara, even though I probably heard him a lot talk about nothing. It probably wasn't nothing, but to have to just 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 schmooze instead of doing other things to make sure this guy would feel like he got the proper attention and not to Lashon Hara. So anyway, let's get to some, let's get to some, some, um, something, some, some things. So, we'll first start with a lighter story, and then we'll get to one that was momish, like, a problem. So, a lady calls me up for a reference a number of years ago and says, Can you tell me about, could you tell me about, um, this guy? I tell him, hey, good thing, fine. Telling her this and that. She goes, I heard that he's driven. Okay, this is how people in Shaduchim, they, they throw out words. And since you're unsuspecting and you don't know all the halachas, you may actually say something which is like a vaklashanara or something because let's say she thinks it's a bad thing, driven, and you say she is or he isn't or whatever, you know, you don't know. So, so what I did for this lady was, I said, I said, one second, let's, what does driven mean? I'll tell you what I think driven means and then I'll tell you what I think and how it applies to this conversation. I said, I think driven means, like you know you read those Jewish novels where the guy finds out that the Nazi who killed his grandparents is living in Argentina and because this Nazi is still alive the, his neighbors are very poor and whatever and he decides he's leaving his family, he's leaving his friends he's going to hunt down these Nazis and no matter what happens, right? and he goes and he leaves, it's a whole crazy story and he meets a Kabbalist on the way, right? That's, I said, that's what I think means driven I said, he's nothing like that at all he's just a regular guy he happens to be good at getting the job done and he's reliable, but if you think driven means what I think driven means, it's nothing to do with him. So, you know, people say shivish. He's a shivish. Like, what does shivish mean? Like, there's like a hundred, there's like a thousand shades of gray between not yeshivish and yeshivish. It's a bad word. Said, so, does he do this? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know about him. I can tell you about him. You know. But that's that's fine. That's like you know, mine. You know, usually it's not. I mean, it's maybe he'd be doing a teeny bit of a vachashanar if you don't know how to handle it, which is still wrong. But but there's people though who who think that like everything's mutter if it's feshalichim. For example, lady calls me up. She says, "Oh, talking about this guy." Ah, blah blah. Okay, so can you tell me his biggest chesaron? So I said, "I don't think of people's chesrenes." I'm sorry. So she said, "Um, uh, 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 oh, okay." Then she asked me more questions. Then she tried to make me a shidduch. Random. She was totally off the mark, by the way. And then. And then, and then, she asked me some more random questions like, um, is he smart? Is he average, smart, or brilliant? So, of course, you know the right answer, right? Smart. Because you wouldn't say average, because average obviously means unintelligent. So maybe you should say brilliant, but that sounds like, that's like already lying if he's not, right? So I finally said smart, and she's like, is he book smart or street smart? I said, he's like, he's like average. He's like in between. Because... What type of question is that? What do you mean book smart or street smart? He's a yeshiva guy who learns in yeshiva. I don't know what book smart means. But anyway, and then she's like, oh, what's his biggest chesaron? I said, I said, I said, I don't know. So you can't tell me? I said, I said, if even if I wouldn't know if someone's chesaron, I wouldn't tell you anyway. And then I hung up the phone. What, what was she thinking? So a lot of people, I, I hope people didn't answer the chesaronis and tell, tell, tell her their friend's chesaronis. Because you're not allowed to ask. You're not allowed to ask a question like that. Ah, oh, we have to know. There's ways to ask, find that, ask your local Orthodox rabbi. I know people who, 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 who care about halacha, and they're very diligent that when someone asks them, uh, someone asks them uh, about Shaduchim, they find out, oh, I know this person is going to ask me about this and this and this, so what do I answer? So, that's just, I want to give some Shaduchim stories and some insights 
and just know that when someone calls you up, for shalachim, you really have to know the halachas. And you know what? If you if you if you if you're worried that there's going to be something that you're going to be put into an awkward position, then uh, you know find out the halachas. And if not, just give them some awkward silence. Hopefully, they'll hang up. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Bye bye.